All right. Hey, folks. So, um, yeah, today I want to talk about uh, why we get old, um, how we get old, how things start to get stale and tired and achy and pains and all that stuff, uh, why we start to get fat. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to just talk about the link between inactivity and and getting old. Yeah, inactivity and getting old in all walks of life, you know, whatever that might be. But I'm going to start off by just telling you what I've been doing recently. And so about uh, three months ago, I changed gyms. So um, the gym that I go to now is a little bit further away. So I drive to it. Okay. Now the gym that I was at previously, it was a little bit closer so I could walk to it. And it was a nice walk. It was about half an hour either way um, through the park. And it was, it was a nice relaxing walk. I'd stick a podcast on and then it was great because I'd also get my steps in about an hour extra day, which is probably 6,000 steps, right? So every every day I was getting an extra four or five uh, days of walking in and um, that was pretty good for my weekly steps. So since that's now been replaced with driving to the gym, I've been getting less. So happens, you know, you can, guys can understand that's a fairly normal thing, like a change of circumstances. I think we all go through that every now and again, just a change of circumstances. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, you get a new job. Um, maybe there's longer hours in a new job. Maybe there's less time for other things. Um, maybe it's some kind of change of circumstances. I don't know. Maybe it's a newborn baby, you know, which is means you've got to spend more time indoors looking after the kid. Um, perhaps it impacts your sleep. But there are any number of changes which over time can impact your health choices, right? And not even your health choices, but just your mindset and stuff. Like if it's a new job and, you know, you don't have to think as much in it or whatever or whatever it is. Maybe you're more isolated. Maybe you're working from home because of everything that's been going on. You're less surrounded by people. And that has its positives, but kind of also has its negatives too. You know, you, you don't always get the interaction. And that could mean your days start to become quite isolated, which makes it difficult to then reintroduce yourself to people. And it's uh, it's kind of kind of weird. So, um the, uh, the thing is, though, I think we all, it's all, it's natural and normal for us to go through life. And with every new change, there's pros and cons. And if we don't do something about compensating for the cons, then that's when things start to get a little bit tricky. And this is what's been happening with me. So anyway, I changed gyms a few months ago. And uh, this new gym, I got to drive to. So it means less steps per day for me. So um, I realized last week that, okay, I'm starting to get quite lazy. My steps are getting pretty low. I was probably averaging, I don't know, 5,000 steps a day, something like that. Just, you know, normal steps that you do when you're walking around, doing chores, whatever. Most of the time, I'm at a desk. Um, I got a little bit of extra steps in when I was at the gym. I just walk around between sets. But in general, my steps were down. Normally, they'd be more in the 10 to 15,000 range, which is a lot better. So I decided last week, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set alarms throughout the day. So I've set four alarms through the day and they're going to give me a, about a 10, 10 minute walk. And each 10 minute walk is roughly about a thousand steps. Okay. So it gives me an extra 4,000 steps a day just for getting out of the house for 10 minutes, which is quite nice. It gives me a boost, um, gets me outside the house. It's pretty good. So anyway, I went for the first of these walks um, last week. I've been doing this for about a week now. And um, it, it was a bit of a pain the first time I did it because you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I'm sat here at home. Um, I've got to go, got to get my jacket on, got to get my shoes on, got to go outside. Duh, duh, duh. 
unlock the door, lock the door. You know, just all these thoughts go through your head. You think, I'd, <laughs> I'd rather, I, I, I'm going out for no reason, really. That's what I was thinking in my head. It's like, going out for no, it's nothing useful. That's what I was thinking. Like, at least when I walked to the gym, it was a purpose for it, right? But I was thinking to myself, the 10-minute walks, they're kind of pointless, um, <laughs> which is really the wrong attitude. So already in this sort of fixing, you know, one of the cons, one of the negatives of, of life circumstance, I was always already in a negative mindset. So eventually I went out, okay, along went off, went out, and I got to walking. And as I started walking on the road, um, I noticed my legs and hips were really stiff. And I was like, damn, and that hit me like a ton of bricks. Like in that moment, I knew why I was there. In that moment, I knew exactly why I was there. So my hips and legs were all stiff. Now, normally, I wouldn't have felt that because I would have been sat down in my chair with a cup of tea in front of a computer. And my legs and hips would be getting all kinds of sore through lack of use. But I wouldn't have noticed it because I was just, uh, I wasn't using them, you know. So I started walking and I was like, whoa, holy crap. This is what's been happening over the last few months. And this was a relatively new thing for me. Like I, when I was walking a lot, I wouldn't be sore. I'd be able to get up, run, do whatever, right? I also started running last year too. So I was a lot more mobile. It was great. Um, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, holy crap. And it took me till the end of the road to really start to loosen out. And I was, I was starting to sort of identify where some aches and pains were as I was walking around. So I thought, my left hip, that feels a little bit off. Nothing major, you know, but I could just sense something. Left hip feels a little bit off lower back feels a little bit tight and it took me about three or four minutes of walking and it all went away and I was like oh okay that feels better wow that helped <laughs> and so um I went on another walk a couple of hours later and again there was a little bit of you know um soreness from inactivity went away within a couple of minutes and by the end of the day I was walking around and I was fine um but that really hit me like a ton of bricks because I was sat at home thinking you know what I'm living the same life as I normally am. I'm just getting slightly less steps. And I wasn't aware of the effect it was having on me. But then when I went out and I started to do something, first of all, it was really hard to go outside because psychologically I didn't want to. <laughs> it was indoors. I had the heating on. I had a nice warm hot cup of tea. And I didn't really want to go outside because it's over here in England. The weather's not very good. It's cold. It's raining. So I had to get my winter coat on. <laughs> And that was a pain in the butt. But now, like today, I went for, I've already been for a walk today. And uh, I'm due for my next walk in about an hour's time. And um, I quite like my first walk this morning. Um, I forgot how much I like my winter coat. I love my winter coat. It's great. Big. It's fluffy. It's got, it's got a really nice hood on it. <laughs> I like my winter coat. And so um, I was looking forward to getting out of the house. And I was also thinking to myself, well, if I get out of the house for this first morning walk this morning, then uh, it means I'm going to continue to stave off that soreness and that sort of inactivity, uh, the pain from inactivity that I was getting previously. Like, this is an opportunity for me. I can get out. I can accomplish something. This is, I'm doing something for me, like, to improve myself. It benefits me. So, um, yeah. So then I got to thinking. I got to thinking about what if this is one of the reasons why we start to feel old, Yeah. Like I'm, I'm 40 now and there are people who are younger than me and they look to me and go, yeah, you know, I, I wish I'm in your kind of shape when I'm older or like they expect themselves to be in worse shape when they're older or whatever. I mean, and you guys will know who, who are listening who are either my age or older. 40 is not really that old. 
Like realistically speaking, it's not it's not really that old at all. Um, and there's no reason to be in poor physical shape at this stage, but a lot of people are. And it got me thinking, well, maybe you get this way because all of these changes of circumstances that happen, which you know have pros and cons, trade-offs, you know, typically over time we become less and less active, we sit down more, we maybe gravitate towards jobs which are you know, more like desk jobs because we're getting older or whatever, uh, which is not as active. Maybe that's the reason why we actually get old. You know, we we just don't use our bodies in the same way. So we're sat down more, we're less active, we're eating more, and over time, what that does is because we're not compensating for all these changes. What time over that over time, what that does is it it gets harder and harder to initiate these things. Because if you think back to what I was saying last week, that first 10 minute walk, it was hard to get out of the house. I didn't want to do it. And I was even looking at my, my outdoor, my winter coat, thinking, ah, getting that on, got to get my shoes on. All, this, all these things we just didn't feel like things I wanted to do. But at the same time, I felt the last three months, I've been living the same life as I always had. But all these things were going on under the hood, quite literally under the hood. And I wasn't aware of them. I just thought life was going along as it normally was until I started to initiate the 10-minute walks again and just walking in general. And I realized, oh, dude, you're actually kind of, this is actually kind of banging you up. You're not anywhere near as active as you were before. And you're starting to, you're starting to get more banged up. You're starting to feel your age. Uh, so maybe this is one of the reasons why we get old in the first place, you know, why we feel old. Maybe we just stop we stop using our body as much. We think it's normal. And you guys might be sat there if you are kind of older and beat up. And I don't know if you are, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you're not. But I think this is the thing. You've got a, everyone has a blind spot on these things. Like I thought I was fine. I thought I was fine. And I'm pretty clued up to myself. You know, I'm pretty in tune with my body, but I thought I was fine. So they got me thinking, maybe when we get old, we just start to feel older because we stop moving. You, you, you know, if you, if you don't use it, you'll lose it, right? Use it or lose it. So then the other thing hit me, and this is again on one of my walks, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I couldn't, I couldn't stop getting this um, out of my head. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It's like this whole inactivity leading to, um, leading to pain and just getting older. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I just I got obsessed about it over the next few days, and it was constantly running through my head because then I started to think, what if this happens to the rest of life as well, right? What if this happens to the rest of life? Like when we're young, you know, we, we get emotional about things, you know, we, it's, we get highly emotional, you know, highs and lows. And I work with a lot of people who are under 25 years old and they're, apart from the odd person, their level of emotion tends to be higher than people who are older in their thirties, forties and fifties. Everything's just a lot more flat as you get older. But when you're younger, you, you know, you you cry, you laugh, you you all that kind of stuff. You get emotional about things. Now, when we're older, a lot of us still do that, but there are some of us when we're older, they sort of we get more pessimistic in a sense. Um, we we kind of pri- we start to pride ourselves on being more reserved. You know, we, people no longer just like laugh out loud. <laughs> they'll sort of um, you know that thing that people do when they find something amusing. They'll sort of just exhale through their nose, kind of like. <laughs> like that. So there's less, there's less highs when we get older. I mean, there's less lows as well in a sense, but 
it got me thinking about that and like this whole push towards being reserved this push towards not laughing out loud being you know more relaxed being quieter not speaking your mind all these kind of things maybe that's something else that makes us old maybe that's something else that makes us old in a different way you know like it makes us emotionally old yeah we we stop caring about things as much maybe you know maybe we we stop being really caring about our partners about our families we just start being more colder to it you know maybe we do maybe we or, or at least less intense about it and if if that's the case then maybe that is what makes us become more prone to falling out of love or not just with people but with life in general and that ends up making people cold and less enthusiastic about life and i think that's something you see now a lot in social media and um it's like around the internet it's always it's always the trolls you know on and i don't get many but it's always the trolls on your youtube or on your instagram who you just know they're not happy people and it's this is probably what has gone wrong with them they've spent a lifetime just becoming less and less emotional more and more pessimistic more and more reserved so they can no longer get excited about something so if you tell them look i've, I've been experimenting with this new training style or whatever they're like yeah whatever you know they're not excited about things anymore okay well how about you make a change how about you you know we're going to drop 10 pounds drop 20 pounds they don't really believe they can do it they're like ah uh, yeah sure i'll do it but when it comes down to actually doing it they're not willing to to make the change because they've stopped believing they've stopped getting excited about it so it no longer holds a draw to them because they've spent their whole, all their adult lives just becoming more and more pessimistic more and more reserved having less and less belief that things are really worth doing i think it's great to get excited about things like i'm still excited about going to the gym I'm still excited about physical improvement i'm still excited about talking to people about the gym about training and i see that with people i interact with on a daily basis there's a lot of people who are less and less happy about their personal situations who then come across as quite reserved as quite dull as almost quite lifeless but the thing is that that action begets more fatigue and more tiredness and more pessimism and a lack of activity maybe that's one of the reasons why you're not willing to do everything you want to do because you don't truly believe it's going to work out so you end up just not trying it's the same with the whole people with fat loss and their fat loss goals they stop actually believing that it's possible and so because they stop believing they stop doing what it takes like with any endeavor like fat loss, if we take fat loss because it's a good example fat loss is slow you know you can um you can go to a gym work on your diet day to day today you can just look exactly the same look in the mirror and it's you know there's nothing really much has changed but over time, you know, obviously you get some changes and that's what consistency is. But um, if you're at low motivation, you don't really believe that things are going to work out, then eventually what's going to happen is you're going to start cutting corners and you're going to cut more and more corners until it becomes what is known as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, yeah, I mean, I never thought that was going to work in the first place. So you just end up trying less hard. Eventually you get the result which you thought was going to happen, which is absolutely nothing happens that is the definition of the self-fulfilling prophecy so i think a lack of use of emo of emotion like 
it's almost like a lack of using <laughs> excitement, right? And it sounds silly. The lack of using excitement maybe makes you less excited about life, which makes you try less hard, which eventually is going to mean you're not going to get what you may have had wished for. You know, maybe you've got some loose goals of, I don't know, changing your life, getting a new job, getting trained up to do something. I don't know, but, or like starting a new business endeavor or whatever, or getting the, the body you've always wanted, you know, dropping 20 pounds. But just because, you know, you're, you've been through this cycle, you're older, you're more pessimistic you've 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 lost that sense of wonder around the world you just stop trying and i consistently find those people they they're the ones who tend to be harder to move the needle on things because they start cutting corners whether that's fat loss whether that's working on themselves that whole full personality pessimism it harms them again it acts as that self-fulfilling prophecy they get very stuck in where they are and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with sort of being happy with where you are, but it can limit you, you know? And I think that's kind of, if I had just been stuck at just staying, you know, behind my desk all day, hardly moving around, over time that would have deteriorated me. It probably would have led to injuries. I'm quite happy that I caught it when I did. Got Getting my steps in now, staying active, it's important. And I think, I think this applies, as I say, to your sense of excitement, sense of curiosity, about everything. And I think ultimately that's kind of what ages people when it comes to their personalities as well. Like I can tell the difference between somebody who, when I'm speaking to them, they've got ideas and they're bouncing my ideas off themselves. It's kind of like an electricity. You can tell. You can also tell when people are, they've got kind of like a closed mind, not just towards you, but about themselves and about their lives. They don't believe things are possible. And because of that, they don't really put the work in necessary to do what it would take to change life. Like, it can turn, thinking about things in terms of the way that I've built things up. I mean, I, this business that I'm, I'm running now, this coaching stuff, there's a lot of people out there trying to do it, but uh, it's hard work, you know? Like it's hard, like the, I do all the content myself. I don't have anyone helping me with that, um, as well as all my clients. It's, it's a huge full-time job. It's just busy all the time. And if I wasn't really excited about it, I don't think I'd be any good at it because I wouldn't have that sense of curiosity. But because I'm excited about it, because I'm good at it, I can live a life where people would think, oh, you know what? That guy's got it easy. He's got, he's got a pretty good thing going on there. Like, yeah, <laughs> but um, like, I can do that because I'm excited about it, which makes me work hard every single day. And I've made that change. I've sort of switched to this. I'm doing this now, which is what I can see myself doing for the next 20 years. It's very easy to sit there and go, yeah, that guy's got it good. Um, and I kind of wish I was like him, but eh, are you willing to put the work in? Are you willing to do what it takes? And that's not just for business. It's for fat loss. It's just for being, here's a more fundamental thing. It's just for being happy. You know, for being happy. <laughs> are you putting the work in for being happy or are you cutting corners? Are you sabotaging yourself? Yeah. Are you sabotaging what it takes for you to be happy? You know, are you messing up on your diet? Are you messing up on your training? Are you being too hard on yourself? Are you, you know, there's a whole bunch of things which can go wrong. Um, are you doing things which aren't necessary and are detrimental to your long-term progress? And if you are, I think it's a hard case to be made for saying that, okay, you deserve more. Like you get what you put in a lot of times. And yeah, life's not fair, you know, 
people have advantages and disadvantages. We all have that, but we can all improve. And I think part of the message for the today is part of improving has got to be being excited about your goals, buying into your goals. Because if you don't, just like my hips and my back, like you won't, you'll lose the capacity to do that over time. You'll lose the, and before you know it, you will be, there's no such thing as too old, but mentally or physically, you'll be too past it because you won't know any other way. And I think some of the hardest people that I coach are the ones who are 40, 50, 60, or whatever, and are stuck in their ways. And they're at that awkward stage between stuck in their ways, usually between, usually in the 40s. That's, that's the toughest age I find consistently. Because I think by the time you're in your 50s and 60s and you are looking to change, perhaps you have enough of your own sense of mortality to think, oh crap, I really need to change something or else I'm going to be a wreck later in life. I think when you're in your 40s, you're still in that sort of middle age of time and nothing really bad has happened yet. <laughs> so you don't have the motivation to change. Um, and that's usually the hardest people that I work with because they've not yet had anything which has really woken them up to go, holy crap, I need to call myself on my BS. Like maybe they've hired me, you know, but they've not really, they don't truly believe. So because of that, they're not willing to do what it takes. So they don't, so they cut corners. And in the end, they limit themselves. But yeah, this is, um, this is mostly just about, you know, staying active in all walks of life. Anything that you want to be good at, do the things, get excited about the things which benefit you. Yeah, that's the best way to put it, really. Get excited and stay excited about the things which benefit you. So if that's your job, then go into your job, go into your work excited, happy to be there. Like You've got a job, congratulations. Go there, be happy to do it and get excited about it. Because that's that means you're going to buy into it more. You're going to do a better job. Get excited about it. Fake it if you, if you really don't want to, but get excited about some aspect of your job, so that you can get better at it. So that you can improve and carry on, because that will seep over into every corner of your life. If somebody who's like miserable at work, I have a hard time believing that they're going to be happy in other areas of their life as well, and that ultimately will limit them. So get excited about the things which benefit you. Get excited about the whole wholesome, minimally processed food you get to eat today. Get excited about that, okay? You get to eat some steak and some veggies today. Fantastic. Get excited about that. You get to go to bed at a reasonable time. So you wake up in the morning and you're refreshed so you can wake up without feeling groggy. Get excited about that. Get excited about the things which are good for you. That's what makes a difference. And it keeps you young. I'm sure it does. Right, folks. Um, I'm going to call it there. But um, yeah, hit me up with any comments about this podcast and uh, I'll speak to you guys soon.